0: church, can you believe it? Our annual Grinch production is here. Our Christmas services are on all next weekend. And remember this year's Grinch, we have new scenes. We have extra stuff for the kids and we have lots of surprises. We have 10 big services over the weekend, and so there is a time that you can come. We want you to bring all of your friends, all of your family. It is going to be absolutely amazing. I'll be there at every single service, and it is going to be a very special time as we celebrate Christmas together as a church family. But today, you guys are in for a big, big treat. We have none other than the pastor of Celebration Church Orlando with us, Pastor Josh Turner, who threw your guys' generous support, we were able to plant Celebration Orlando this past year. The church is thriving. They have over 400 people in regular weekly attendance already. Over 600 people call Celebration Orlando their home. You love him, and we're so glad he's here with us this Sunday. Come on, I want you to stand to your feet, church, and give the best welcome you can for our very own Pastor Josh Turner.
1: Thank you. Please please at least let me get through the introduction of my sermon before I start crying. Um, I've just been in Orlando, not Baghdad, so y'all can come see me, you know what I mean? Like, I drove here uh, this morning. How's everybody doing? Everybody doing good? Hey man, it is it is awesome uh, to to be back, and, and I'm going to go ahead and preface. There's no way I'm getting through this sermon without crying. Uh, I'm going to do it four times today, and I will cry at every one of them. Um, I'm still just as emotional as I ever was. Uh, so, uh, man, it's it's an honor to be back. Like Pastor Stovall said, my name is Josh Turner. I'm the pastor of Celebration Orlando, and and uh, man, before I get started. Um, I wanna honor uh, Pastor Stovall and Pastor Kerry, uh and thank them. Uh, not only, yeah. Not only for the way that they have sent my family and I out to plant a church in Orlando, but man, it, every time I get called uh, to preach on this stage, uh, it is an honor because, for me, uh, I got saved at Celebration Church. I mean, I was hungover when I got saved. Anybody else? Nope, just me? All right, cool. Um, <laughs> and uh, I got saved. And so I, there, there's always something to me that is powerful about uh, this pulpit and the men and women of God that have stood on this stage and preached, and it is an honor, and I feel like every time I do it, I'm nervous, like, sitting on the front row, like, okay, just breathe, you got this, come on, champ. Like, I'm gonna like pep-talking myself a little bit, um, but man, we are th- very lucky uh, to be a part of a church like Celebration Church. Um, and I think that I even realize that more now that I've been gone for a few months. And you come back and you see the altars filled with people, you see people worshiping, you see people coming out of the seats without anyone even having to give them uh, direction at times to just get in the presence of God. And listen, planting a new church in a new city, that doesn't just happen overnight. And so Pastor Stovall and Pastor Carry have created a culture here where it is safe and acceptable and encouraged to encounter God for yourself. And that is not a normal thing at every church in America. So can we just please honor our senior pastors, <laughs> Pastor Stovall and Pastor Carey, and thank them. Because it, it takes work to create this culture, uh, as I have learned. And, and, and I wanna thank each and every one of you because um, it's because of what you're doing that lives are being changed in Orlando, Florida. Um, it's because of the things that you have done. It's because of uh, your serving. It's because of your giving. It's all because of you that lives are being changed in Orlando, Florida. And I know there's some of you in here that, that you don't understand that and you don't get that and you may not even understand what's been going on in a city that all you know about is Mickey Mouse, which listen, I'm always I'm, my wife and I at this point should lead the parades down Main Street. We've been so many times, but like you don't understand what's happening in this city. So here's what I feel like my goal is today and my job is. My job is to encourage you that everything that you have done and everything that you have given is worth it because of what Jesus is doing in the lives of people in Orlando. And here's the amazing thing. It's not just Orlando. It's Northern Ireland. It's Zimbabwe. It's Costa Rica. It's all these different places that, that we are experiencing life changes at all of our campuses. Is at Orange Park, I know you guys are watching. Is at St. John's, and man, it's at all of our campuses that we are seeing life change, and I want you to understand that what you have done and what you have given is worth it, and so this morning, I'm gonna speak from the perspective of Orlando, and I want you to know that because of you, God is changing lives in a city that you may not have even been to yet, And so I want to start by looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 through 13. 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6 through 13. Y'all got me messed up. My nose is running. Good night. And so I want to give you some background as you turn there. So what's happening in this moment is Paul is writing to the church at Corinth, and and what's going on is the believers in Jerusalem, they're being persecuted. And so they have fallen on hard financial times, and they're struggling, and people are persecuting them. So Paul writes to the church at Corinth, and he says, listen, the believers in Jerusalem are being persecuted. They've fallen on hard financial times. I want to encourage you in your giving for the believers in Jerusalem. So as I read this, here's what I want you to think. I want you to think just for, uh, for what we're doing here this morning, that you are the church at Corinth and we are the believers in Jerusalem. Like we are in a new city, we are learning new things. Not everybody likes it when a church comes to town. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not everybody's favorite person in Orlando right now. And so there is persecution, there are financial struggles and so you are the church at Corinth and we are the believers in Jerusalem. I just want you to keep that in mind. It says this in verse six. It says, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give, and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully, and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever." For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. I just wanna read that sentence again. And when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. So two things will result from this ministry of giving, the needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. As a result of your ministry, they will give glory to God. As a result of your ministry, they will give glory to God. For your generosity to them and to all believers will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. So what Paul is telling the church at Corinth is basically this. I want to encourage you to give. Because we have some brothers and sisters in Jerusalem that are going through a hard time. And they have fallen on hard financial times. And the gifts that you give, that I am encouraging you to give, will lead to them praising and thanking God. In Celebration Jacksonville, I want you to know that there are people in Orlando that are thanking and praising God because of what you are doing in Jacksonville. That there are people in a city that you may not have even been to yet. There are people at a church church that you may not have even visited yet, and they are praising God because of what you are doing in Jacksonville. And so I feel, so really, what I want to do this morning is I just want to encourage you. Because I know that we hear this stuff sometimes, and we just don't think it applies to us as individuals. And so I want to give you two things, two ways that God is using you to change lives in Orlando. The first thing is this, God is changing lives through, because of your serving, God is changing lives. Because of your serving, God is changing lives. Verse 13 says this, as a result of your ministry, they will give glory to God for your generosity to them, and to all believers will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. Do you realize this, and I want you to think about this. There will be people that will go to bed tonight And they will praise God and they will thank God and you will be the subject of their prayers that there will be people that as they lay their heads to sleep tonight on their pillow, their kids will have been loved on a Sunday morning and they will thank God for that. There will be people who have food for their family or gas in their gas tank and you will be the subject of their thanksgiving and you will be the subject of their praise because you have allowed God to work through you. You have allowed God to do things through you. So there will be people, and I don't want us to miss this, that as they go to bed tonight but what because of what you have done they will praise Jesus Christ they will praise God and here's the thing I know a lot of us even when I say that you think well, well what have i done I mean, I just stand out at the front and I help people park cars so they don't flick each other off when they leave the church in a, in a rage like they're coming into Talladega. Like, I just, I change dirty diapers in the nursery. I just stand at the front door and I just wave at people. How is God gonna use what I'm doing to change people's lives? I mean, I don't get up on stage and sing oceans like Marie and Matt d- does. I don't preach like Pastor Stovall. Pastor Josh, I'm not as handsome as you are. Listen, I know, we all have our Crosses to bear, but still God can use you. And here's what we've got to remember. Don't ever underestimate what our small acts of service can do in the hands of our very big God. Don't ever underestimate that. See, I think so many times, I think so many times that we think that lives are changed because of what happens on this stage. Lives are changed by what you do in the seats and allowing the Holy Spirit to work through you. Do you know that most people, by the time that they pull onto a church parking lot, it takes them seven minutes to determine whether or not they're coming back to church? Seven minutes. So let me just say this. Seven minutes, Pastor Stovall hasn't preached and the band hasn't played. So by the time that they have gotten into the arena and they have sat down, they have already made a decision on whether or not they are coming back to church and the people that influence that decision are you. It's our job just not to screw it up when we get up here. It's just my job not to say anything to offend people to get them to leave. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you are changing lives. Well, Josh, how does me waving at someone help change a life? Listen, Anybody ever had a week at work where you felt like everyone was a jerk to you? I mean, I work at a church and I feel like that. You know, I, like, I, don't, I have eight staff members. I don't like four of them right now. Like it's one of those deals. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Does anybody have those weeks where you're just like everyone in your life is a jerk, every person that you run into has just been mean to you. Listen, don't ever underestimate how a smile and a wave can soften someone's heart to what it is that God is gonna do in their life in this building. Don't ever underestimate that. Don't ever underestimate that, how important that is where people go through their entire week just feeling like a cog in the wheel, just feeling like they're not noticed, just feeling like someone doesn't care about them. And all of a sudden they walk up to a church and they're greeted by four to five people and it begins to break down the walls in their hearts so the Holy Spirit can work. Never underestimate that. Never underestimate how changing a diaper in the nursery frees up a mom or a dad to sit in a service whose marriage is on the rocks and what they need is Jesus and now they don't have to worry about their baby. Never underestimate that. Never underestimate how waving at someone in a parking lot can help them have a better experience at church. And I know that we, well, that's, that's ridiculous. That's what, like, It's how it works. Have you ever been to the mall and couldn't find a parking spot? You know what I'm saying? Did you wanna encounter Jesus after that? No. I wanted someone to park my car. Don't ever underestimate that. Because of your serving, God is changing lives. Because of your serving, God is changing lives in Orlando and you say, well, Josh, I've never even been to Orlando. I've never even been to Celebration Orlando. And listen, I know that, and that's one demerit. And if you get two more, you can't get into heaven. Listen, I don't like those rules any more than you. That's just what they are, okay? So take it up with Jesus. And so you say, well, I've never even been to Orlando. Here's what I want you to understand. When we went to go plant a church, we were able to take some of the best of the best with us. And the reason that we were able to take some of the best of the best with us was because of the way that you have served at this church. So because you have been faithful, because you have served, because you have been in the nursery, because you have parked cars, because you've been a greeter, an usher or whatever it is, we were able to take people with us to a city that desperately needs Jesus Christ and allow them to serve a city that previously hadn't had stuff like that or had a church like Celebration Church. And so because of your serving, we were able to take people who are now serving Orlando. Your serving is changing lives in Orlando. You are changing lives. I know some of you, you you may not know all this going on. So I, I wanna share a couple stories with you. Um, because these are stories, and, and really, when I wrote this sermon, when, when Pastor Stovall called me and asked me to preach, and I sat down and started writing this sermon, like, I haven't stopped uh, since we launched the church in September. It's just been like, go, 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 and, and I finally sat down at my desk, and I began to write all these crazy stories of miracles that God has been doing and my wife like walks up into my office and I'm just sitting there crying at my desk, which is kind of standard at our house because I'm an emotional basket case. She's like, what's going on? Do you need a hug? I'm like, Get away from me. Um, and so, so I'm sitting there and here's what I realized. God is doing things in this city that only God can do. But he is working through his people. And because of your serving, God is working through you in Orlando. This first picture right here I wanna show you. That's a man in the maroon shirt named Clarence. Clarence was at our 930 service. Um, Clarence uh, worked for a telecommunications company and um, he was contracted by the government to go over to Afghanistan before the war and before the military got there and set up communications for the military. While Clarence was over there, Clarence got captured. And Clarence, um, through that, Um, Got very bad PTSD, uh, which a lot of us can imagine would happen. And so when Clarence came back, he had trouble holding down a job. He had trouble holding uh, healthy relationships. Um, He got into uh, drugs uh, pretty bad. And he was in this uh, VA hospital in this rehab place. And a lady named Pam, um, who her family goes to church here, uh, she would take DVDs of Pastor Stovall And she would take them to the rehab and they would watch them. And they would watch them with a group of people. And so at our first service, Clarence was at the 930 service. And when we gave the invitation for people to receive Jesus Christ as their Savior, Clarence raised his hand. Now, here's what I want you to understand. That happened at the 9.30 service. That picture is at the 11.30 service. We have no rules. We're like, you in? All right, get a name tag. Go wave at white babies. Like, it was just, whatever. Like, we, we don't have rules at this point. All hands on deck. And so Clarence, Clarence is, he's like the best greeter on the face of the earth. Like, he's just, he's one of those people, he's just like me, he's just happy to be saved. Do you know what I'm saying? He's just happy that Jesus is like, mulligan, you're saved, you know? like. And so he's the best greeter. And you look at that, and that is life change. And that happens because of your faithfulness here. We would not have been able to have the people to care and love guys like Clarence that are going through stuff if you weren't faithful here. If you weren't doing what God had called you to here, we wouldn't have been able to have the people to love those guys, It's because of your faithfulness. This next picture right here, it's a picture of the front of the school where we do church. And so it is right in downtown Orlando. I'm talking like smack in the middle and there's a huge road uh, that runs right in front of the church. And so in this neighborhood, people jog up and down the streets all the time. People work out and so, one of my favorite stories is on a Sunday morning this dude was just out jogging. Jogging pants, you know, shorts that are uncomfortably too short. You're like, why are you, that doesn't help you run. What are you doing? <laughs> Put on some pants, man, knee length, knee length. And so, he, this guy's running. And for whatever reason, he runs by the church signs. The Holy Spirit speaks to him. The guy walks, jogs into church, sits in service, gets saved, and then jogs out. Who does that but Jesus? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, there was was nobody that we put on jogger detail that morning. There was no one that said, your job is to greet joggers. Like, he just ran by. And listen, we were able to have people to make this guy feel welcome because of what you've done here. Do you understand that? Like, this doesn't happen without you. Now, another one of my favorites is... This, this dad and his daughter, right down the street from where our church is, uh, there's this huge farmer's market that Orlando does every Sunday morning. And so this dad and his daughter, they had just lost their mom. The mom had just passed away, and um, I don't know the circumstances, but they just were angry at the church, angry at God a little bit. And so he and his daughter that Sunday were just gonna go to the farmer's market. They were just gonna get up, go to the farmer's market. So they park, and they begin to walk to the farmer's market. Well, as they're walking to the farmer's market, they see the huge, massive flags for the church. And for whatever reason, they decide to come into church that Sunday. By the end of the service, they were at the altar weeping because of what Jesus was doing in their life in that moment. Only Jesus can do this sort of stuff. But the way he does it a lot of times is through his people, and I want all of you to understand that we may be two and a half hours away, which I made it under two hours today. I don't want to brag, but listen, <laughs> Jeff Gordon, watch out. Um, sorry, dad. Um, and so I want you to understand that, that you have a massive role in this, that a dad and a daughter who lost their mom, who were angry at the church and angry at God, would find themselves at an altar bringing their troubles and their hurts to God. That's Jesus. This shirt right here, this is an old flannel shirt. My wife came up to me one Sunday after service and uh, she says, I want you to put this in your backpack. I didn't ask any questions. In hindsight, I don't know why I didn't ask any questions. I just said, all right. And so I put it in my backpack and, uh, and I forgot about it. And so we got home that night, we're sitting downstairs and I said, um, hey, uh, I have an old flannel shirt in my backpack. I go, what is that? She goes, you know that girl Sasha that's been coming to church? I said, yeah, I know Sasha. Sasha has had a very hard life. She's lived in a um, very impoverished area of Orlando. She's been homeless a little bit. She's had some struggles. She's uh, just had a very, very tough life. And uh, about a year ago, uh, Sasha tried to commit suicide. And um, she, she, I don't know if she didn't go through with it or all the way or whatever, but this was the shirt that she was wearing when she tried to commit suicide. And for a year, this 20-year-old girl held onto a flannel shirt that she tried to commit suicide in because she didn't know if she was gonna put it back on. You know what I'm saying? Three weeks ago, she walked down the aisle of our church and put it on the altar. God is changing lives. And I want you to know that you are a massive part of this. You are a massive a massive part of this. And there is a girl that is 20 years old in Orlando, Florida, that has a group of girls with her that love her and care for her. And guess what? They came from Celebration Jacksonville. And we were able to take them because you have done your job here. Because of your serving, God is changing lives. The second thing is this. Because of your giving, God is changing lives. Because of your giving, God is changing lives. It says this in Second Corinthians 9, 11. It says, yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. I wanna thank you for your generosity. You see, it was because of what you have given in our our big offerings, it's because of your faithfulness and your ties. it is because of your faithfulness in the heart for the house. And listen, like Pastor Clay said, Pastor Clay, I wanna thank you for giving that $100,000 too. You are a man of God. (laughs) Big spender. Um, And so, I wanna thank you for your giving. Because you understand that it is because of your giving that we were able to launch a church in the way that we were. Like you funded us. We're a part of the family. We're not a separate church. We're just Celebration Orlando. And all of that came from you and your faithfulness to putting God first in your finances. And there were so many of you that last week, man, you gave a ton to Heart for the House. And there's a lot of you that this week you were giving a ton to Heart for the House. And here's what I want you to know. It's worth it. It's worth it because Jesus is changing lives in a massive, massive way. I don't know if you know this. I have a picture right here. This picture is from our launch Sunday. So our launch of Celebration Orlando was the largest in the history of ARC, which is the Association of Related Churches. We had over 850 people on our launch Sunday. And here's why I tell you this, listen to me. I don't tell you this to boast about numbers. I don't tell you this so that I can rub my friend's noses in it, although I do, because come on, I gotta have something. And so like, I don't tell you that for these reasons. I tell you that so that we can understand that every one of those numbers is a person. Every one of those numbers is a mom who is believing for her son to come back to Jesus. Every one of those numbers is a marriage that is on the rocks. Every one of those numbers represents someone that is dear to Jesus Christ. Every one of those numbers represents someone that Jesus went to the cross for. Every one of those numbers is a Clarence. Every one of those numbers is a Sasha. Every one of those is a mom and a Dad that have or a daughter and a dad that have lost their mom. Every one of those numbers represents a soul that is dear to Jesus Christ. And we're able to say, man, we were the biggest and we were the best at what we tried to do, but it's all because it matters to Jesus. At the end of the day, it's worth it. Everything, everything that you have put in an offering bucket, everything that you have brought to an altar, it is going to change lives. And can we just be honest It takes money to reach people for Jesus Christ. Like we can pray about it, we can believe about it, but listen, I don't care how great of a preacher Pastor Stovall is, JEA isn't donating the power to this building. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care. I mean, when we went to Orange County Public Schools and said we want to rent a school to do church in, they said, you're a church free of charge. Like, that didn't happen. It takes money to reach people for Jesus Christ. And how many of you know, man, we're in Orlando. We're like down the street from Disney World. So if our kids' ministry is terrible, we're judged against Mickey Mouse. And so it has to be good. It takes money to reach people for Jesus, but it's worth it. It's worth it. When you see a guy who has been struggling with a drug addiction, raise his hand and commit his life to Christ. It's worth it when a 20-year-old girl brings a shirt down to the altar and lays it there. It's worth it. Because here's the reality. When everything else we spend our money on burns up because nothing will last, what will always last on this earth is the church of Jesus Christ. And so what you are investing your money in is the church of Jesus Christ. And how many of us, let's just be honest. Can we just be honest for a second? Honesty time. If you could take $10, $20, $50, $100 and say, I know that this is gonna change someone's life and alter their destiny and change where they're gonna spend eternity, how many of us would be like, nope, I'm gonna keep this, this is mine. Like, we would all give it. And so I want you to know that that's what you are doing. Your giving is changing lives in Orlando, Florida. This picture right here is of a tailgate. And so I don't know if you know this, but UCF is the second largest college in the nation. It has 67,000 students in that college. There are actually over 100,000 college students at, uh, in Orlando. And so what we wanted to do is we wanted to reach out to these students, and there was a UCF football game. It was their last home game. And so we said, man, let's tailgate this thing. Let's get as many hot dogs, let's get as many hamburgers, let's get as many chips, let's get as many bottles as water as we can and let's serve these students and let's love on these students and let's care for these students. So in one football game, we had over 1,000 college students come through our tailgate and we were able to love on them and minister to them and this is also what we gave them. We gave them a Celebration Church Orlando water koozie and we said, yeah, I got you a water koozie because here's what we wanna do. We wanted to reach students where they were And for us to go out and to reach students where they are, sometimes the people that God has called us to reach aren't in the church, but they're at a tailgate pounding beer. And so what I wanna do is I wanna put something in a student's hand that maybe, just maybe, the next morning when they wake up and see this, they'll say, man, there's a church that I can maybe go to. And I wouldn't feel judged, I wouldn't feel condemned, I wouldn't feel, I would feel loved. And so here's the crazy thing. Sunday morning, we had students show up to church from a tailgate because we gave out hot dogs and koozies. And here's what I want you to understand. It was because of your giving that we were able to do this. It was because of what you were given that we in Orlando had the finances to be able to reach some students. It was because of what you are doing here that we are able to do what we're doing there for the glory and honor of Jesus Christ. Do I know that they're bearded in these things? Absolutely. I mean, I felt like we gave them with water bottles in it. I felt like I could see the students be like, boop, and like put a beer and like walk. But I'm called to reach lost people. People that are far away from Jesus Christ. And because of what you have done, we've been able to do that. Do you know that at every church service we've had, people have gotten saved? And every one of those, you you have a part in that. You play a role in that. We actually had cops at the, at the tailgate come up to us. And they said, man, we want you to know that what you're doing for these students is absolutely incredible. That you are out here, you're loving them. You're not holding up signs saying turn or burn or whatever the case may be. I told everyone in Orlando, if I ever see them hold up one of those signs and scream at someone uh, on a corner, I'm gonna hit them with my car. <laughs> and then I'm gonna be like, that was for Jesus. ooh, ooh. and I'm gonna roll out <laughs> because I'm not, we're not going down that way. And so we had cops like, come up to us and say, "Like, man, what you're doing, combating the alcohol and loving them, like, we just want you to know, like, this is incredible. This next picture right here, uh, with that massive bald dome in the corner, like a lighthouse. Um, <laughs> ships come into harbor off of that thing. When we moved into the school where we have church, we got a call from the guidance counselor that there were over 80 homeless kids at that school. And the guidance counselor called us and said, is there anything you can do for these kids? Because if these kids don't have the supplies that they need, they already have a bad home situation, they're gonna get behind in school and they're not gonna be able to catch back up. Is there anything that you can do? Because of what you did, this is before we ever even launched as a church, because of what you did, we were able to provide for every one of those students. A backpack full of supplies (laughs) for the entire year. Well, how does that change lives? I mean, how would that change your life? Because I believe that there's gonna be a day where the Holy Spirit is gonna move on a kid's heart and a kid is gonna be holding a pencil. He's gonna say, man, I wonder why this church gave me a pencil and then we're gonna be able to say, let me tell you about Jesus. And so we believe that through the small things, just like Paul is telling the church at Corinth, when we meet those needs of the believers, when we meet those needs on a physical level, that the Holy Spirit is gonna do something in someone's heart and they're gonna be able to ask the question, I wonder why so someone did this for me. And we're gonna be able to share the gospel. Next Saturday, we're actually doing an outreach for a boys and girls home in Orlando. And we're providing uh, Christmas presents for all of them, and we're also throwing a huge party for them. So here's the awesome thing. The boys and girls home called us and said, hey, not only do we want you to throw the party, and not only do we want you to give the gifts to these kids, but when you come, would you please tell them about the Christmas story? Would you please talk to them about Jesus? And so we're able to do that because of you. God is changing lives in Orlando, Florida because of you. And God could have caused rocks to cry out, but God has chosen to work through his people. And I wanna thank you for allowing God to work through you in Jacksonville to change the lives of some people down in Orlando. And what I know is this, just like God is changing lives in Orlando, there are some of you in here this morning that God wants to change your life. That there are some of you in here that if you are honest with yourself, you are far away from God. That you have never even surrendered your life to God or you're like me, that you got saved at one point and then you walked away from God for a long time. And just like God changes lives in Ireland and Orange Park and Orlando and all of our campuses every Sunday, there are some of you in here this morning that God wants to change your life. Listen, the Bible is very clear that all have sinned and all have fallen short of the glory of God. And I always find this weird piece in this that everybody needs a savior, everybody. Everybody in this room that is a follower of Jesus Christ at one point or another raised their hand and just received the free gift that Jesus gave them that they did not earn. So if you're in here, I want you to know that you're no better or no worse than anyone else. Because all we did in the first place was receive a free gift that Jesus gave to us. But everybody needs a savior. And there's some of you in here, man, like you've got to understand that there is one way to the Father, and that's through the Son. And here's what that means, and and, and this isn't the feel-good statement of the year, but apart from Jesus Christ, if you die, you go to hell. And what hell is, is eternal separation from God. And Jesus came to save you from that because what he knew is that you and I we couldn't get there on our own. There's no acts that are good enough. We're not holy enough. We're not perfect enough. We're not good enough. We've all sinned, we've all fallen short. So because Jesus knew that we couldn't do it on his own and God knew that we couldn't do it on our own, God came down as Jesus and Jesus went to the cross for us. God sent his son Jesus to the cross for us. And then John ten ten tells us this, that Jesus came to give us a life and a life more abundant. And listen, guys, I'm I'm 33, I'm about to be 34 years old. And here's what I've learned in my life. I lived on both sides of the fence. I went to Florida State University, which all of America hates right now because somehow we continue to win football games. I understand. See how I just went back to it. Both sides of the fence, chop, both sides of the fence. I'm back. I've lived on both sides. I, I went to college. I lost my mind at Florida State. I was drugs, alcohol, partying, I just everything. Arrested, everything. But there was a point in my life at 25 years old where I got right with Jesus. I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ. At 23 years old. I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ. There's never been a day where I have looked back and said, man, I wish I was still doing that stuff. There is a life that Jesus has for you. It is an abundant life, and you cannot live it apart from him. And so I wanna give you a chance to respond because just like God is changing lives in Orlando, in this moment, God wants to change some lives in Jacksonville. So will you close your eyes and bow your heads with me. If you're in here this morning and you need to commit or recommit your life to Christ, I'm gonna count to three And I just want you to raise your hand. That's all I'm gonna ask you to do. I'm not gonna ask you to come forward. I'm not gonna come dance around you with a tambourine. I'm just gonna ask you to raise your hand. If you need to commit or recommit your life to Christ, I'm gonna count to three. I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand. One, two, three. Raise them. Amen, 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 amen. Amen, amen, bro, amen. You know what I love about Jesus? That I can come in and talk about just an update of what he's been doing, and a ton of people respond to the Holy Spirit. Who does that but Jesus? God, we thank you for your son Jesus God, we thank you that it is all about him. God, we thank you that in our shortcomings and in our iniquities and all that stuff, Lord God, that you still made a way for us through your son. God, we thank you that you can take the simple things, God, and that you can use them, God. That we can take the things, God, that we don't expect will change lives and that you will use them. Everyone just repeat after me, say, Lord Jesus. Come on, let's say it, Lord Jesus. I ask for you to forgive me of all of my sins. From this moment forward, I will live a life that glorifies and honors you. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me and being Lord of my life. Amen. Come on, Celebration Church, let's put our hands together.
0: Thank you for joining us for this week's message. Our prayer is that it will help you to live a God-first life. For more information about Celebration Church and other available resources, please visit our website at www.celebration.org.